welcome back to Evil Popcorn. Yes, we've gone to the movies again. And uh, we went and saw Baghead, but we'll get to that. First of all, to my screen left, who, uh, who do we have? Would that be me? Yeah. Because yes. <laughs> I can't see your screen. I threw in the screen left. Uh, I threw in, uh, it was going so well. It was well planned, Pete, children. And then I threw in the screen left. It's all good. Yeah, uh, that's me. Hi, I'm the Baron. Uh, I, yes, we went and saw Baghead at the cinema. Uh, I believe thanks uh, to Faith yeah, Nightclub for providing providing free tickets. Yeah, yeah, Faith Nightclub, Brisbane, Richard Warman. Thank you very much, yeah. Don't Really appreciate Thank it. You. Yeah, Go appreciate check it. out their nightclub, yeah, at their event that they have. It's all over Facebook, social media. Yeah. Shout out. And... Um, um, so yeah, and, and to my and screen leave... some way. <laughs> it's me. Uh, I'm Screen Queen, and this is my first time on our little movie excursion. I'm very mm-hmm. excited. Uh, and fun fact about me, I actually wore a bag on my head for the ages uh, 11 to 17. So this is really a personal film to me. Okay. So, Thank you for yeah. sharing that with us. Yeah, You're welcome. <laughs> Just thought I'd be really I love, vulnerable. I love, that for, I love that for you. It's a safe place, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, um, it was a good opportunity because we're able to tie it into our evil popcorn goes to the movies, little sub-series, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Just another conversation. Mm. And, um, uh, yeah, I'll just get to the facts first. I'll just get to the, you know, what's written up here online. So everyone knows what we're talking about. Baghead, it was a 2023 horror film. We just got it this year, pretty much this month being February. This is Brisbane, Australia. We've never said that. I don't know. <laughs> this is where we're right. Right. <laughs> Maybe. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But yeah, update. Uh, directed by Alberto uh, Corridor. Corridor. Yeah. Mm. From a screenplay by Christina. Oh, these names. These names. Pammies. Christina yeah. Pammies. And Bryce McGuire. Now, we know Bryce McGuire, don't we? My we do. beloved co host Baron? Yes. What do yes, we know? Bryce How Maguire. do we know? <laughs> Bryce McGuire would be known for um, exercising in a wet environment in a nocturnal time frame. Night swimming. Known night, as swimming. night swimming. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I've had a, have had some time to think about night swim and discuss mm. it with some people. Um, okay. Yeah, it, it hasn't got better. No. Um, no, it has not aged. I, it's molded. Yeah. <laughs> the mold has grown. So that that was your sort of that was your background knowledge going into Baghead was that you yeah. had seen Night Swim. With, uh... <laughs> uh, I yeah. had watched the 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 short for this, um, mm. and I have watched mm-hmm. the Night Swim short a couple of times since we saw Night Swim. And the more I watch the short for Night Swim, the more the short grows on me as an amazing piece of filmmaking. Uh, yes, it's just unfortunate that. that the feature wasn't great. Okay. Okay. Um, good segue because this is based on a short as well. Yeah. Um, any other important information? This was shot in Berlin. Yeah. So this is not a Blum house like we had with Night Swim. I think that's an important mm-hmm. distinction. Uh We've got a bunch of studios here, but I'm just going to name Studio Babelsberg, which would have handled, I'm assuming, um, the studio that a lot of this was shot in, the pub, the primary location that this was shot in. 
Queen's yeah. head. Is that what it is? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, um, it's not a straight up American Blumhouse movie, even though it's got a kind of that feel. I don't know. That's just me at this point, but yeah. I won't. I, I won't digress. Agree. I won't digress. Um, shall we do general impressions? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think any other information, anyone want anyone wanted to point out at this stage, just in terms of production stuff. Uh, I I liked the the set designs. I really liked the external location. Uh, made it really like atmospheric. Mm -hmm. Um, and mm -hmm. even though the location in the film is supposed to have been lived in, you get a real feel that this was a guy that was living there by himself, and not in and not in a happy place. Like, yeah, this absolutely. Was not a, this was not a home. This was not a home. This was a mm. a, a place where he existed. Um, let's give him some let's give him some context first before impressions actually. We'll just do the uh the plot so people know precisely what we're talking about. Um I'll, I'll make it short and sweet. A young woman inherits a this is off IMDB. A young woman inherits a rundown pub and discovers a dark secret within its basement, Baghead, a shape-shifting creature that will let you speak to lost loved ones, but not without consequences. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing with that, that if people are interested, there is a link, um, to probably some loved material. Uh, the the dad, the, the the guy that dies at the start of the film, uh, Ned Dennehy, I believe, uh, right. he was one of the demons in the Good Omens series with uh, uh Michael oh, Sheen. Oh, cool. And yeah, yeah, okay, I like that. Oh, I don't recognize I... him. Sorry. I've also sure. just realized the the lead actress is in the Witcher series as um Freya Allen is her name and okay. she yes. plays Iris. Um yes, but no. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Iris Siri, no, she plays Siri. She oh, plays... Iris in this she plays Siri in The Witcher, yes, and Iris yes. in this. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um yeah, the um, set design is very nice. What they do with the pub inside, it's almost a gothic horror mm. feel to it. Um, I liked the I liked the use of blacks, uh, what mm. they did uh, visually, the cinematography. They really created a focal point of what you should be looking at. Um, and then when so many stuff was creeping in the background, it was it became that more effective. My favourite moment yeah. is when Baghead was creeping along the roof when you were focusing on something else in the background that actually gave yeah. me a chill. Um, but then on the flip side, the jump scares, uh, I'll just, yeah, I'll just um, keep going with my general impression. Sorry, Baron, we'll get back to you. Um, uh, you're right, so good. Yeah, and the um, the jump scares were a bit obvious, a bit blatant because uh, there was a lot of crescendos preceding it, music, loud music, just loud sound in general. <laughs> um yeah like i and, jumped because i always jump but that's <laughs> it's not because they were good jump scares but and i get omitting the gore you got to get whatever ratings you need to get or your choice as a director etc yeah. etc et um yeah, but not yeah, yeah. showing any of the impact afterwards yeah and just yeah. relying on that build-up beforehand um coupled with the fact that the ex uh, the exposition at the start 
um, which actually acts as a part like a trailer almost <laughs> before yeah. the movie it, starts it, i uh, did i did think that they had played the trailer before the film started i was like is this a preview thing like is this is this just something they do um but that was yeah. actually part of the film yeah right. that was part of the oh film God. and um so that's a lot of the mystery gone just to put it yeah. lightly and yeah. also uh, the monster just in general as you know all horror needs monsters uh, Baghead was revealed pretty quickly to the mm. and regularly to the point they were almost just hanging out in the room with Baghead. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so <laughs> scare like, factor, <laughs> creep factor. Yeah. But that's, sorry, sorry, ranting. But uh, Baron, please go. No, no, it's all good. I was going to say, look, there's no, the, the, that room went from a really scary location to just another room. Yeah, it was, it was I, only when they got close to the hole that it became scary again. Yeah, because it's the unknown. I feel like I I watched the Boogeyman and I really really loved that movie. Yeah. Um, but as soon as you you see the face of the monster, as soon as the mystery is gone, I was not scared anymore. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And it's like, if if that's your titular character. The, yeah. Everything hinges on this character. It's the the photo of every promo poster, everything yeah. to get that just like out of the gate done. You know everything about this monster that you need to know. You know how it works. You know everything. They don't have to discover that. Um, takes yeah. takes yeah. a lot of the scare out of it. Presented with the information, and then you just watch them deal with it as it unravels. Yeah. Yeah. But um, other general impressions, like, did we like it or dislike it? I mm. thought it was, like, I I enjoyed watching it. Like, mm. it, I didn't feel like it was a waste, a complete waste of my time to have seen it. I thought it was, like, yeah, it was, no, I agree. It, it was a, it was a movie and it, it had, you know, parts that I was really engaged in. And I, I thought the performances were pretty good too from the yeah. two. I like the relationship between, I like the setup of, oh, she doesn't have a lot of money, like she's so desperate. Mm -hmm. I, I like their justification for why she would actually stay yeah. there. I thought that was actually very, like I was I was Absolutely. like, oh, no, that makes sense. Absolutely. She has nothing. Like she's grown yeah. up, I would assume, in the foster system. She doesn't have a lot of close relationships. She doesn't have a lot of success in life. And like she was kicked out of her place. It makes a lot of sense that she would stay in this random house yeah. where there's possibly oh, danger. Absolutely. I would have done the same. Where someone yes. handed her four thousand yeah. dollars on the first night, a few times like it in makes... my life, I would have done that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I was like, yeah. I, I, I completely believe that the character would do that, and then yeah. you know the the fact that the monster is Absolutely. getting in her head and and making her do even crazier things. I, I, I liked the way that that played out. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah. Given yeah. the given the revelation of the way it affected the dad, do you think it was affecting her quicker because of that, or do you think it was it, it, they just did it for the the narrative? Because he was there for like twenty years. I think it's because Baghead, because of I, I this is what I'm assuming Which... from the the law of the film, but I think I interpret it as he's used Baghead so much that she's become so powerful that it's like it's she can get in someone's uh, yeah. head just like that because she's already like become so close to breaching like her where she's been banished to yeah. 
that like it's so much easier for her to have that outreach to like the master or whatever yeah is how i interpreted it at least so scream queen just so our children of the popcorn out there know um how does baghead actually work what's the monster mechanism for this horror film excellent question uh so this character this character baghead uh is a witch uh, do you want to go into the the history and then how um, that works or just the, the monster? Very, let's just leave off the very end in terms of spoilers, yeah? Yeah, yeah, great. Uh, yeah, so yeah. Okay. Uh, we find that Baghead is a witch that has the ability to bring back the dead and how this manifests in the film is this creature uh, will consume something of something that belonged to a person who has died and transform into that person who is deceased. Uh, And we learn that from that point, from the transformation, a person has two minutes to talk to the person that is deceased until the witch sort of starts to take hold of what, the deceased person is saying and start to have, I guess, more nefarious um, conversations and more dangerous. They they sort of can't control her. And the more that a baghead is used to communicate with the dead, the stronger she gets. Um, mm-hmm. Baghead was sort of created, she was a witch who was manipulated by this brotherhood, um, this cultish brotherhood that would use her to communicate with the dead, uh, mm-hmm. and she sort of wreaked havoc on yeah. the village or community or the, the, the brotherhood that were using her, um, and they had to rein her in somehow. So they cursed her, um, banished her to the building that she's in now bricked her up so mm-hmm. that she could never hurt anyone yeah. again and no one would ever, you know, misuse her. But somewhere down the track, uh, a member of the Brotherhood wanted to use her abilities again and that's sort of how she has come into contemporary life. Yeah, yeah. And, and she, I- yeah. Oh, no, go, and- go, go. And Iris inherits this building, yeah. yes, containing yeah. Baghead. Yeah, that's it. So yeah. the people that own the building are Baghead's master. Uh, there's sort of a yeah, a mystical document. The, the yeah, yeah. They use Once the they word guardian it. a lot. Guardian, the yeah. Baghead's guardian rather than master. I think. Yeah, but yeah, sorry. No, no, no important. important distinction. Yeah, yeah. And um, if she. Mm-hmm. She can't go, the Guardian's responsibility is to make sure she never leaves that basement. That's sort of where the movie starts. And if you cross the threshold into her sort of territory is when you're very unsafe. You have no command over her whatsoever. Yes, and the Baron is wonderfully illustrating uh, Mm -hmm. the lair, Mm -hmm. (laughs) if you will, of Baghead. And um, Iris is quite, uh, you know, 
uh, go getter, definitely. Um, which I liked about this film. Um, uh, I don't want to be forty-seven year, years old saying it's uh, <laughs> go for it. It's a good for her film, but it is. Yeah, yeah to use but, um, yeah. contemporary parlance. Yeah, <laughs> it is terms. Yeah, it is. Um, which surprised and, me. I did well, not this see. comes from this comes from Iris, yeah, who's a very uh, good, strong, you know, female lead. Uh, what's the actor's name again? You said it before the screen. Oh, great question, Fre- Fre- Freya, Freya Allen. Yeah, Freya. Freya Allen. Um, and the witch, yes, the person who you know who uh, physicalized, if you will, the witch, uh, a baghead, yeah, was very good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I liked that about it. And that seemed to be a positive response when we came outside of uh, the movie cinema. Yeah, on the first viewing. That was the one big positive people were taking away from it. Yeah, I think the baghead, I mean, that's sort of a good, a positive thing that you would want people to take away from this film is that baghead was a very interesting sort of character. Like you said, I think we, um, I think we are introduced to the monster and, and, yeah. The, the the way that it looks and everything a little bit too quickly but mm-hmm. I do think it's a very interesting design of the character like the bag like having a, a little sack on your head with a little hole you can just see one eye and it's sort of decrepit and the physicality is very interesting and like mm-hmm. you're like it's very intriguing when that character comes through the hole especially you know at the beginning of the film we, we haven't seen what the character looks like at all um Mm. Uh, I liked the eating of the objects. I thought that was a cool gimmick. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was in, very in, effective. Interesting Baron? thing there in that first scene where Baghead takes in the ring, the Guardian says, "Oh, she's never done that before." Uh, yes, or that that's new, or something like something to the effect that this is a this is a change to the way the creature works. That's right, that's right. I'm with you. I'm mm. with you. Yeah. So yeah. there's some back, like there's a whole bunch of backstory here that I would love to see, but we obviously mm-hmm. we didn't get to see it. But yeah, it's just mm-hmm. it's it's interesting. You. Is this a feat? Sorry, is this a short film versus stretched out to feature film issue? Uh, like Night Swim. Mm-hmm. Did it no, hold your attention for the runtime? No, I don't think so. Yeah. People have argued that online, but I don't think so. Because the average, uh, uh, my image there, viewers, uh, check us out on YouTube, uh, follow us. Uh, yeah, in the background with the guy, just a guy standing in a hallway, uh, black, like he's got leotards on with a black, ass, you know, sack on his head. And the music's very creepy. It's a very yeah. effective little mm-hmm. short film, except it ends way too quickly. Yeah, uh, in yeah. my opinion, you, you you're left wanting more. Um, so it's a simple idea of some a creepy thing with a bag on its head, which has been transferred over to this. Uh, yeah, and the eating of the objects was cool, um, except it got a bit arbitrary, or you know, just for the hell of it, like the cell phone at the end that really doesn't yeah. hold a lot of emotional resonance yeah. or you know memories. <laughs> no. Um, Baron, in general, what did you think about this? Did you overall enjoy it? Would you recommend uh, I it? I I was entertained. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily rush to see it at the cinema, but if you feel like seeing it at the cinema, by all means, do so. But it'll it'll work just as well on streaming. Um, 
We'll get back to the Baron's uh, recommendation. We'll get it to you somehow. Yeah. Hey, it might be the, the birth of our TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you recommend this screen theme? What's your overall uh, thoughts, feelings? Yay, nay? I, I don't. I think there's a lot more interesting horror out there. I think it's definitely, like, not to discredit the artists who made it. I think it's, you know, it's no. an interesting no, conte- concept. Never. And, you know, like we said, the short is very intriguing in itself. And it was obviously a, a jumping board to this whole history and lore of this baghead character, which, you know, is a fun exploration. And it's definitely not a bad like a horrendous film by any means but I do think that I would be more keen to go see something that is doing something a little bit fresh and a little bit new um and a little bit less formulaic I think is a word that used a lot after we saw the film um yeah which there's nothing there's nothing wrong with a trope uh, sometimes you know that can be comforting, I guess, to some. But true, yeah. as long as it's not too soon, because this movie definitely follows a formula uh, that a very successful little Australian film that we covered in our very first episode, children. Yeah, Go back if you haven't listened, <laughs> of talk to me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, speak and to I... those. Speak to those on the other side within an allotted period of time, or bad shit happens. Yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah. it's like immediately, like straight out the gate, as soon as the movie started, I was like, so it's talk to, so it's like talk to me. <laughs> and, you know, comparisons like that are always going to happen. But um, mm-hmm. I think coming off like such huge success so recently, um, you know, people are still talking about that movie. Um, and as they should, like yeah. it, immediately I think we all gave it fives pretty much like yeah um, pretty much yeah that, that movie Four, was so fives. Yeah. yeah um so if you're gonna if you're going to do similar rules in your movie I I just think it needs to be a little bit more uh <laughs> groundbreaking for less of a, of a better word I think it, it needs to do it needs to s- swerve in a little bit of a different direction. Um, but it is the sort mm-hmm. of thing it's like, yeah, don't, the timer goes off. Oh, they go past the timer and things happen. But the stakes, I guess, aren't, aren't very high um, when that timer goes off. It doesn't really seem like, whereas in Talk to Me, for example, like this, like if you yeah, go past the timer, yeah. like it's <laughs> like life and death. And I feel like the stakes were yeah. not really there in this movie but not to say that I, I wouldn't recommend people see it I think it's you know it's it's an entertaining it is like a horror movie that is in cinemas right now so, yes. You know, <laughs> yes yes it is and you know um, we don't we don't get them as often as you know uh, a Marvel yeah. movie for example yeah yeah yeah, so. yeah good point good point so you know if, even if you're not going to love it go see it yeah so we can see more, more of the good good stuff um, yeah, for sure. And this isn't horrible by any means. It's a fun one-time no. watch. Fun one-time watch. Yeah. Yeah. And, I've, there were some yeah. creepy moments. Some interesting. I mean, <laughs> interesting. Uh, some twists and turns and things that I thought were fun. Yeah. 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 
Um, but it was, yeah, but uh, I would have approached it. I mean, not saying I can do any better, but if I was going to look at this, I would have approached it uh, differently in the way I would have structured the plot and rather than just this and that and then this and that and then this and this and then that and they were done. Um, yeah. I, I would have revealed a lot less, a lot more sparsely yeah, yeah. to create that because there was no feeling of the uncanny and you had a prime concept to be as uncanny as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. With the bag head. And when it was eating the objects of importance, like a wedding ring, uh, an engagement ring, I forget exactly what it was. Um, that was very effective. Yeah. Um, and it could have been so gross and yeah. like it, it almost like that when it ate the ring initially, I was like, this is almost like Del Toro esque. Like yeah. I feel like it nice. it, it, nice. it could yeah. be like almost as the baghead could be almost as like prolific as that. Like if it they had given it sort of the time to like eked out the information a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then you could have developed a very nice relationship between Iris and Baghead. And that, that would have way. been so interesting. Yeah. 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 I just yeah. think they didn't, like, I don't know if I would, would have wanted it to be an hour and a half, longer than an hour and a half. Sorry. I, I'm I'm not a fan of the three hour movie thing no, becoming the norm yes. <laughs> at, yeah. by any means. But no, I do think they general, could have. Yeah. Yeah, they could have used the time a lot more wisely mm-hmm. um, to to develop relationships and m- make it, yeah, more of just like a, oh, we got to stop no. this from happening. I feel like they focused a lot on, th- like, for example, the friend, what happens to the friend. I don't know if we want to put that spoiler in there, but. um, Just, yeah, just as long as we don't do the ending. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, her friend is lost along the way uh because of you know her carelessness i guess a little bit Mm -hmm. um iris's carelessness and we don't even see the friend like faced up with baghead um we we just see her go step through the wall and then we see her dead and we don't really see any of that in between i feel like that's where the horror is and i you know, I guess it's a mystery of like, is she alive? Is she dead? That's what they want. But um, I just think we missed out on a lot of the sort of scary, gory things that you were talking about earlier. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. See, they had, they, I mean, like, this was a very personal film, what was going on here as well. You could kind of tell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. From the director's perspective. Um, so this is by no means shitting on anything. Uh, whatsoever. No. Um, but the way, yeah, no, I, yeah, I just wish that it had focused its time sort of developing mm. the relationship, like you said, between Baghead and Iris, and and sort of, yeah, got more into sort of the like gross, fantastical thing that, and it's Baghead more of a slow be. reveal, more of a slow yeah. reveal, yeah. I've got a bit of a take on that. Please. It's a feeling. It's a feeling that I had throughout the film, which was borne out when I looked at my watch a couple of times. So this film is exactly ninety minutes long. The first act ends at exactly half an hour. The second act ends at exactly an hour. So I think that they were given some constraints, some physical mm-hmm. constraints mm-hmm. that meant that they had to 
performed to a formula which meant that they couldn't they couldn't luxuriate in parts of the film. They couldn't give you that that slow build to a crescendo. What they had mm-hmm. was just a walk up a hill, basically. So mm-hmm. it started. We got to a certain point mm-hmm. with a with a reveal at the end of the half hour. Then we got we we continued and we got to another reveal at the end of the hour. And then we mm-hmm. went into the denouement, which then mm-hmm. got to the the climax. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not wrong. It's not bad. It's just they. This was a real formula. That they that yeah. they filmed too, and that extends out to production. You know, um, studio pressure. Yeah, exactly. Course. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they, it it's clear they're capable it's... of doing the sort of slow burn stuff just from the short film. Like it's it's very yeah. slow burn, short, but it's very nice. intriguing. Yeah. I guess that's sort of the beauty of like short indie films is they can like do that stuff. Yeah. Like like they're obviously like once you get into the big blockbusters, like we saw it with the Philippu brothers. Like they wanted to. Mm constrain mm. talk to me a lot more so you know they they went with you know sort of a, they went a different direction you sort of hear them talking about like that that I'm I'm, I'm, I'm mincing my words here but you know like right. it's very creators have to be very careful who they sell their movies to who they sell their ideas to yeah. because you know yeah it, yeah, it, yeah it, absolutely it, their ideas can get and not that that is like necessarily what happened but like obviously there are certain things you have to hit like you were saying Baron. yeah um i'm not sure if i mentioned it off here but i'll say it again um it did have a blumhouse feel to it yeah um definitely in the way you know that um the pace of it the structuring of it um and also not that it was exactly the same as Night Swim, but the colouring, certainly within uh, the lighting and the colouring that was used, the grading mm-hmm. within the pub. Um, it was a similar kind. It was on the same palette and distributed in the same way in the frame. And it really, and and mm-hmm. in terms of formulaic horror, I'm sorry to say it at the moment, but you've done it to yourself. And this is just me speaking out <laughs> Blumhouse, you know, as a prime example. Yeah, yeah. I, and certainly I've got a little kind of factory system starting to just churn them out. This yeah. kind of has echo, echoes of that, I will. Yeah. 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 Um, sure. Which is a larger conversation to movies at large, not just horror. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. Speaking of that, though, this is from the producers of It and Barbarian, just to uh, throw that out there. Yeah. And um, I would definitely recommend it. No, if you're a fan of horror and yeah. you just want to go for some light, easy, definitely popcorn horror entertainment. This one. Oh, in yeah. The general I sense had, of, I had know, some popcorn. I was enjoying yeah, it. It was yeah, good. The mean term of, yeah, that. Yeah. Um, it's, not yeah it's, it's not challenging, yeah. but it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good one off watch. It's a good one off watch. Yeah. And the best way to do it is at the cinema, but definitely check it out on stream. Yeah. Well. I know. Yeah. I know Baron. And I was sort of sitting like it's the it's the thing. It's like you see her go down to the basement. You're like, don't go down to the basement. Yeah. What are you doing? Or yeah. say no, or don't do that. So it's one of those. Yeah. If you want to sort of yell at the screen, <laughs> I mean, yeah. audience around you pending. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just you, it's it's definitely one way you can do that. Where you're like, don't do that, and you can sort of feel yeah, smarter than the main characters for sure. So that's always a fun oh, movie experience. Yeah. Everyone in this film has a poor decision tree moment at least once. Yeah, especially yeah. Iris. <laughs> yeah. 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 She did her best with what she was given, Iris. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was fun. We had a whole row covered. Shout out again to Faith Nightclub, Bruce yeah. and Richard Warman. We were able to fill up a whole row, you know, people who are you know, involved in the competition and the winning of. And so that was great. And it was, yeah, it was a fun atmosphere. There was definitely yeah. some laughing and some reactions to jump scares. 
Um, what did you guys think of the uh, the trailer to Imaginary? Because we will go and see it. Oh it's yeah. Coming. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I want to see that. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, it looks it looks fun. Uh, I, people's reaction to the the bear was really fun mm. in the in the trailer. So yeah, we'll see. I, I again, it, yeah. it's Bloomhouse as well. So yeah, yeah. it did yeah. have that feel very much. But I really love Megan, so I have hope that it's going to be this sort of same tone as that. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Uh, so there's AI there's horror. two films. Yes. <laughs> there's go. two films coming out at the moment. There's mm. imag imaginary, and there's it. No. If, if, yes. which is okay. the um, Ryan Reynolds kind of comedy um, vehicle with kids and imaginary friends as well. So maybe we're going to see uh, more imaginary friend films. Maybe. Okay. Interesting. Um, uh, there it, is... I, I, just Please. one one thing before you continue. Just one one thing. The the and this is nothing. Just nothing to do with bad kids. <laughs> but um, with the imaginary friend thing, I always like to go back to there's an episode of supernatural now i can't remember the the which season it was and which episode in the season it was but the the two brothers get um embroiled in an imaginary friend hunt where mm -hmm. there is someone going around and murdering imaginary friends but uh -huh. only the kids can see the aftermath so the parents will be walking through <laughs> and there's yeah they're, they're absolutely perfectly fine and the kids that. sitting there and like just blood splattered on the walls and like the head pulled off a thing I just I, every time I think of imaginary friends, I go back to supernatural. So yeah, but I'll, I'll be. I'm really interested to see this film. Excellent, excellent. Thank you for that. All good. Uh, yeah. So stuff is coming out.
Have you seen Madame Webb, Baron? Yes, I have. Okay, what did you think before I offer a question uh, to the table? Okay, so look to the bucket. It, it's it's not it's not a mm, it's a good question, but it's not. The problem is, I am the exact target market for that. That's film. why I must. Okay, <laughs> so I, I've got a. a Deep cut interest in the Spider Verse. I remember Mad the Madam Web character from when she first came out. Uh, I watched the Spider Woman cartoons when I was a kid in the late seventies, early eighties. Uh, I loved all of the Spider Killer stuff with Morlin, and like all of this is just background for that. Uh, and it's just like, oh, oh they've right. gone so deep to the bench, and they've gone to this other world, and and oh, oh right. look, there's Ben oh, Parker, right. and we see the birth of Peter Parker, and like it's 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 all just like. Just that that it's it's the sprinkling on the top of the cheese of your pizza of just that little mm -hmm. bit of five spice or a little bit of parmesan cheese that's gonna make the future Spider-Verse films better. Cause like, oh, we've got to see that thing or blah blah. So yeah, I enjoyed it. It was a terrible movie, but I was I was the target market. There's a lot of studio fuckery with that film. They they okay. messed around with oh, it something fierce. Okay. They did reshoots, they did ADR. Uh, okay. And they they reduced it from a what was going to be a light horror down to a, a, kid, a kid's film or a teen's film. Mm. Okay, thank you for that. Thanks for that. Because why I asked that now, as a as it stands at the moment, we are a uh, movie review podcast specializing in horror films. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Madam Web has begun to affect something that we are very much on the periphery of course yeah we are but we're still involved in uh film criticism online you know we're movie reviewers film yeah. critics yeah. by effect whatever you want to call us um and madam webb has ca uh, caught a lot of flack i haven't seen the movie yeah. yeah just to clarify um and one of the main guys who's been doing movie reviews one of the kind of founders uh stegman is his surname his first name eludes me at the moment sorry um but he's got two million followers you know he's probably you know the anthony fantano of the movie reviews on <laughs> youtube yeah yeah um now he um has become involved in film production himself he's going to make a movie yeah and it's a studio movie and he got it for oh. his youtube business yeah his YouTube shenanigans. Is, that, is it Ryan Stegman? Thank you. Thank you. That is the name. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, and he uh, declared that he's not going to be reviewing movie reviews anymore. And I'm not sure if he did declare this, if he declared this on the Madam Web. Well, it's not a review. It's kind of like uh, an apology, to put it bluntly. <laughs> um, say is So he's not going to uh, give bad reviews anymore. So it doesn't want to be a movie reviewer full stop and with madam webb he basically ah. uh, spoke about what the baron just highlighted ah. about studio fuckery yeah yeah um point being is uh yeah yeah um the uh it's hmm. i mean is film is film criticism important and um because you know it's uh, got to the point uh, of of studio even like uh, you know involvement in a way in a indirect way at this point anyway 
um, yeah. that is stopping it at some point in some one of the biggest names, if not the biggest name, doing it. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Mm. That's why yeah. I asked that question just to get a context. Yes. What do you guys reckon of that happening? Before we deep dive in that, just a one little fact about Madam Web that will explain explain um for those people that don't know sony pictures owns the rights to spider-man spider-verse and all the spider characters um mm -hmm. they were sold to them when marvel was running out of money marvel nearly went into bankruptcy so they sold off the x-men and they sold off spider-man to two different entities so they sold uh, x-men to fox uh and mm -hmm. they sell they sold sold spider-man to sony now sony has to put out a cinematically released Spider Universe yeah. film once every twelve months. That's it. Yeah. So that's why we got um, Morbius in the form in which it appeared. Mm -hmm. That's why mm -hmm. we've got Madam Web in the form in which it appeared. We're also getting Craven, um, probably beginning yeah. of next year, just to cover that. Uh, and back in the day, uh, we got the film of the Fantastic Four that was made but not released because back then they didn't have to release the film. They just had to make the film. So there is a fantastic four film that mm. everybody has. It's been bootlegged to, to Helen back, mm -hmm. but there, mm -hmm. it's been made, but was never released because it was cheaper for them to make a film and not release it than lose the license. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's an example of studio fuckery. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. And I asked this question as well, because uh, we've had just for this year, uh, we've had Night Swim and uh, Baghead, as this is, you know, Evil Popcorn goes mm -hmm. to the movies. And we've had two formulaic movies, yeah? And then one that uh, we were talking about, the Talk to Me thing before, Baron, the similarity uh, with the yeah. primary premise, how the, you know, the internal mechanism of it works with the art. Yeah. Speak, speak to your loved ones within a lot of uh, time. Otherwise, shit gets bad, real bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's very similar. Like I, I had that feeling during the film. I went, "Oh, this is familiar because we've just we've just seen it." Just seen. But, it. There are tropes, yeah. but then there's just, "Hey, uh, they, hey, that's cool. This yeah. just came out fantastic." You know? Hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, student. Yeah. So it's a balance. It's a balance, but yeah. Um, I there's a I difference. Oh, sorry, no, sorry. Saying, there's a there's a there's a difference between critiquing critiquing something and shitting all over it and oh, i yeah. think one of the things that happens with people is they get to the point where they're they're jaded about what they're doing and they start to see everything in a negative connotation because it gets clicks and if you if you crap all over something it, it, it gets yeah. energy so you get energy engagement. you get, clicks, you get clicks, you engagement get... yeah correct yeah, yeah which is um, what they gets them the moolah yeah. uh i i think there's a big difference between a, being a reviewer and being a critic um, yeah yeah okay cool i like that yeah critic has a very negative connotation to it because it's critical yeah. um whereas a reviewer will go this is a film i saw this is what i thought of it but go and see it for yourself. I mean, we said the same thing when we did the night swim. We went, okay, while we didn't necessarily like this, mm -hmm. this has mm -hmm. an audience. Someone out there will like it. If you if you want to see it, go and see it. We will never say don't go and see it. Um, but just be aware it has some problems from our perspective. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, we want to, in our own way, for me, myself, I just want to help make better movies because I think yeah. 
film theory is cool, uh, you know, film analysis. And I like to approach yeah. movies when I review them, especially um, from that kind of angle. Um, nothing too heavy. I don't want to get too, you know, bogged down in jargon and lingo on a on a review because it's meant to be entertaining <laughs> as well as yeah. uh, in the hope of uh, pointing a few things out in the hope of just making better movies all around. Because I also very much like movies where directors have gone and looked at film theory uh, as well as, you know, the, the critiques and reviews and um, and made more interesting stuff because of that. So it can create a nice feedback system, you know, yeah. a nice to and fro. Yeah. 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 What do you think, Screen Queen? Yeah. I think, like, we've even seen that just, like, in our reviews of things and like you said there's a distinction between a reviewer and a critic but even just like hearing each other talk about the films we watch we gain a deeper appreciation for them like our ratings will go up from when we started Mm -hmm. the episode to when we finish it and I think you know that is why critics and like film reviewing can be like so important because you know there's something you can't pick up everything from an initial watch of film. And like, it's not to steer people's perception of a film necessarily, but just be like, this is something you might not have noticed the director was doing that was really, really cool and makes this film even more rich than maybe you initially thought, which I think is like super important. Um, But I think the, the, the discussion around like, how technology and social media has influenced what film criticism has become is like a, another huge thing. Yeah. Obviously we have TikTok and we have Letterboxd and, you know, I feel like people my age at least that, you know, we're not looking at Rotten Tomatoes so much anymore. It's more just like, oh, if I want to watch a film, if I want to figure out what to watch, I, I go to Letterboxd and I see just what yeah. every, an everyday yeah. person is, okay. is saying about the movie. That's cool. Um, I did find this really interesting uh, Guardian article by someone called Manuela Lazic um, that talks a lot about the difference between critics and influencers. Um, definitely check it out. Uh, it's called Who Needs Film Critics When Studios Can Be Sure Influencers Will Praise Their Films. And I think it comes back a lot to that yeah. studio fuckery. Yeah, like, with, yeah. Mm, the Ryan Stegman guy is crossing yeah. over. I don't know yeah, the guy and- personally. This isn't personal, but he's crossing over from a film reviewer uh, to an influencer. Yeah. Yeah. And as you said, the studios then the influencers. Okay, they will work together beautifully in a symbiotic yeah. glee. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at Letterbox right now, and the second review down is "Talk to Me." Oh, I dare that. <laughs> But like they, they really like sometimes they really just hit the nail on the head. Like I can't lie for a second. Um, oh yeah, it's an art form unto itself. I've got to give it to it. Because yeah. some of the humor yeah. is just like wow, that's funny. But again, <laughs> funny. it's it's like it's not it's not like constructive criticism. Like some people oh, do yeah. on Letterbox. Some people really like they they really mm-hmm. break down mm-hmm. films and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know that's not why people yeah. use the app. Um, and this, uh, journalist specifically talks about how if an influencer is invited to a film, they're going to get a whole bunch of free swag for going. So the, the incentive is to, to give 
positive reviews. And they talk about Barbie specifically, which I think is really interesting. Um, they were told just to to leave a positive review um, <laughs> when they came into the film, which I know has been happening. It's not it's not new. Um, no, yeah. But the uh, it is it, it's just very interesting um, because you know they're getting merchandise and they're getting praise and they're getting audiences from these studios so why like what is the incentive to to leave a bad review but actually like yeah mm. it is important though at to be honest though with yeah because it does sure. it does create you know um you know the richer understanding of it when you you know you really um understand it and whether you like it or not yeah um but also it is also something it is a business though as well it is a product that you are paying for yeah. And, um, you know, if you're going out to a meal to a restaurant, what do you do? You go um, and look at some reviews. Yeah. There is yeah. High, there is that to it. You know, it's got to be a kind of fair thing between yeah. um, the, the business and the, you know, the product and the person as well. Yeah. And this, and this writer, this writer is sort of saying like, where will engaging, challenging, unbiased conversation about cinema take place? If this is sort of the new yeah. normal. And um, then good good new movies won't get made. It's all yeah, exactly. And like you this, said, yeah. like I think film criticism is important because it it helps make cinema better, and it it helps in a cultural way understand the what movies the world wants made, and why do we want them made, and yeah. why are the films that are popular popular, and you know where is that going next? And I just feel like we need that cultural understanding to like have good movies, mm. you know? And like, sometimes like, again, I'm, I'm going to talk about Jennifer's body. Cause I, <laughs> I love that movie. Please do. Um, but you know, famously tanked, famously tanked yeah. when that movie was released and, you know, fumbled by the studio and the marketing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, critics, especially male critics. I'll say it absolutely tore it to shreds. They really? didn't get it. Really? They, yeah. Okay. They didn't get it. They, you know, not surprising. Yeah. And, but now that film is so beloved yeah. because it's found the right audience. So not to say that yeah. you know film critics can't not get it wrong. Obviously, it's this. <laughs> everyone. Yeah. It's it's so subjective. But it depends. Like, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You. No, but it's, it's just it's so subjective. But it's not the be all and end all. But it, it does speak to a larger like cultural thing like you know what I mean yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. um it depends on the critic uh as well yeah for sure. and I think that's why the studio fuckery certainly in the case of Stegman came into play um because you know you've got the highfalutin critics you know what are their names Cecil and Eckbert once upon a time oh yeah um Roger Ebert. Ebert there we go thank you yeah Jesus you know Roger Ebert yeah, yeah, and it used to be a more highfalutin position, you know, of higher status and that sort yeah. of thing. It was relegated to, and then along came YouTube, of course, and yeah. dismantled that as it dismantled a lot of this, those pantheons, you know, yeah. those pedestals, and um, and uh, so the Stegman guy is a regular dude. Uh, Cody Lynch is big; he's a regular dude. Spooky astronaut, you know, just a regular weirdo yeah. like us, yeah. 
um and they're seeing a profit in that is what i think has also happened with him yeah. as yeah. well you know um seeing it as a target and to just comply with that by saying hey no i'm only just going to promote the movies that i like i.e that the studio wants him to promote mm. assumptions yes but yeah um it's yeah. going to you know it's going to affect it could affect it could affect there could be a causality that could affect the what we what we do yeah 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 and just it obviously there's, it was interesting there's an upside to taking the sort of like snootiness I guess out of film critique like that some you know not everyone's going to want to hear about the mise-en-scene of a film necessarily <laughs> um but you know it's it's important to like encourage audiences to think critically I feel like with social media this is something and like I say this as someone who's very much engaged in social media the brain mm. my brain is mm. rotting every day <laughs> but like I feel like people have thrown critical thinking out the window a little bit you know we don't really have to think because we're engaged in other people's opinions constantly um and so I think film criticism like good unbiased like informed film criticism can like really it can be like a, a really good thing to like force people to sort of like think differently about things and think about like how content and form like work well in films together and I think there is like obviously a love for film even in just like the regular degular guys oh, absolutely. I think yeah most and popular so, yeah. art form in the world yeah there's, a, there's an a, emphasis yeah. on popular there just needs to be a balance, I think, between like just letting just like any old <laughs> regular Joe just like talk shit <laughs> about a film and like be oh, like, yeah. oh yes, he's amazing. <laughs> or like say, oh, this this film is perfect and has no flaws, like the Barbie movie, like for example. Yeah, you know, exactly. just just because, to get yeah. like a little <laughs> that's PR where it package. All leads to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um because yeah. that's not it's not it's not the perfect movie. Like what movie is really Jennifer's body, but um <laughs> tremors tremors for me is the perfect movie tremors but yeah i think it's a really Blade interesting oh interesting oh we, we know who's got the highfalutin now <laughs> what that was canned when it came out it was yeah, yeah. It, was, yeah. it was it was but then there's <laughs> I, we were sort of talking about this earlier with baghead uh, a lot yes. of I saw this, you know, with with film criticism being sort of up and down art form, like being a little less popular, maybe the the landscape's completely changing. There's mm. also the thing, like after the strikes, and you you know, with appreciation for film and like going outside, leaving your house rather than engaging in like just quick streaming, like mm-hmm. so much to access, like. The, the quote from this article was why discourage more people from going to the movie theater with a bad review? Yep. Like, yeah. why would you want to discourage that? And so I think that's also an, an element of it. And not, not that that's all that film criticism is, is bad reviews, but it, it you know, it's, it's definitely a factor. You, know, you don't want people, you want people in those yeah. seats. You want people yeah. to go see the movies. That's what I was saying. Like go see Baghead. It's not mm. perfect, no. but you know, it's a horror movie and we want to see more horror movies in, yeah. in cinemas, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. At the end of the day, at, at the end of the day, it's a piece of entertainment and we were entertained. 
Like yeah. it fulfilled its remit. We, we turned up, we saw the film. I don't feel that I wasted my time. I would happily have paid to see it, even though we got free tickets. Thank you once again, Faith Night Club and Richard Warman. <laughs> um, but I would happily have paid for it. The trailers looked great. The performances were excellent. The sets were great. Um, the story was plain. I think that's the worst I can mm. say about it. It was a yeah. plain story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I think that's down to the studio messing about with the, we, we need it to be a 90 minute film and it needs to hit this and it needs to hit this and it needs to hit this and then it needs to end. Uh, and you need yeah, to. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. You need to save it for a sequel. You need to, we, we, we need to be able to possibly make this into a, into a, um, what do they call them now? Um, a product? No. IP, uh, yeah. Well, uh, the, uh, the like the Fast and the Furious. We need to make it into franchise. So franchise. this is going to become the the, okay. the, the Baghead franchise. So we're going to do three of them. Then we'll do a prequel, uh, and then we'll set one in space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> sure. as you do. Yeah, like if as you if you're going to talk about film reviews and film criticism, you have to look at the larger beast of studios yeah. for sure. But yeah. I do. Yeah. I yeah. 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 You have to take it all when you can't keep everyone happy. Yeah. Either, but there's a balanced way to do it because we don't want to turn anyone off going to see a movie. Yeah. 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 Otherwise, yeah. But I, in saying that there are so there are so many Please. like creators on TikTok that do film reviews that I love. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. again, it's yeah, like, no, it's cool. It's a cool thing. You can't people can make money off this, it's crazy. Yeah. Full time jobs. For sure. Supporting yeah. families. Yeah. I'd I'd love to see a pitch meeting for Baghead. <laughs> yeah. See if you can find one like the what last one you sent me for Night Swim. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Well, if he does Baghead, that'd be brilliant because he's amazing. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Scream Queen. Now we're all unhappy as a podcast who's ever involved in the distribution <laughs> to Australia. Yeah, the exhibition and release yeah. of horror movies. Mm. Where the flying f. Is Lisa Frankenstein? Lisa Frankenstein. Yes. That is such a good question. Um, another Diablo Cody film. Zelda Williams is the director. Female-led film, like quirky horror, just like Jennifer's Body. Not A-D-Z, Jennifer's Body. Yeah. Let's not get that confused. But heavily inspired by like eighties neon horror uh, comedies. Um. Silent Delicious. film Doctor of Cabinet, uh, Caligari, the Cabinet of Doctor Caligari. Mm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And it's it's not here. Yeah. It's not here. <laughs> it's yes, not here. If you want to get if you want to get people in seats, you need to put, you need to put that movie yeah. in the cinema. And it it did have a limited release in um the states. I think it was in cinemas for a day. So I it's. Boom. I get it. It's a hot commod. Um, but <laughs> hot commod. <laughs> a hot commod. But I, I think that those are the movies that we need to be screening. Yeah. Um, yeah. And is those fun? Like, absolutely. and again, it's not necessarily pushing major boundaries. It's heavily inspired by eighties horror. Um, yeah. Films, yeah. but Frankenstein it's fun itself. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no, it's got all sorts um, of weird science. Yeah. And it, yeah. look, maybe if Jennifer's body had been more successful and we yeah. had appreciated it for the art form it was, Absolutely. movies like go. Lisa Frankenstein would be. Yes. In, and in also, cinemas. 
if these studio heads actually paid attention to these YouTube yeah. cats, because every single movie reviewer has been talking a lot positively about Lisa yeah. Frankenstein yeah. since it was released there about two, Absolutely. three weeks ago now. Yeah. Uh, it was supposed to have a, an Australian release date of the 9th of February. Um, we record this tonight on the 25th, just to get a nothing. little bit of a peek behind the curtain. So there's nothing. I I, tr- I went as far as northern New South Wales and the Sunshine Coast, and there's no single cinema anywhere showing it. Yeah, this is why this is why we need film criticism to be absolutely to you know to step in and do its job because you know yeah. if if they they knew how much people love this film, you know we wouldn't be a question yeah. of whether it was in theaters or not. But instead, we get a lot of blockbuster. So it's the, of, it's the yeah. old age problem of uh, the ones who are actually running this uh, don't actually give a fuck about movies. No, I don't think yeah. they know what people <laughs> want to see, point. really. It's the core root of what's causing all this disparity. Yeah. 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 Wow. Interesting. Um, yeah. Go, see, go pretty... see indie films. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Go yeah, see yeah, 100%. Because Cody's huge. Small movie theaters. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Juno. Juno. Like, and what's the other big one? What's the other big one? Um, Diablo Cody. Um, yeah. Um, Jennifer's Body. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Jennifer. I was like, yeah. what yeah, other yeah, than yeah. Jennifer's no, Body? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, I mean, yeah. And it's, yeah. They should know that of that. should know its cult like status. Yes. Yeah. Yes. How it's lauded yeah. in the generation that you want to go see. Yeah. Movies. I'm surprised it's yeah. not in, you know, theaters like Palace or. Yeah. No, yeah. I haven't had it. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> but in five happen. years, they'll do a screening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So new it'll cinema. be full. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Shout out mm. to them. They're great if you're, if you're yeah. looking for actually a really good cinema. It's um, a new farm, just you can walk there from the train station. About twenty minute walk up the road from the train station yep. in the valley, yeah, really good. Yeah, I go there a lot. Not, yeah, not re- not revealing too much about where I live, but uh, I am only an eleven minute walk from that train from that uh, that cinema. So I, I, I'm exactly halfway between the New Farm Cinema and the Palace James Street. So nice. often I'll go. Oh, okay. which one do I want to okay. go to? I'm with you. So yeah, I've got I've got yeah. them exactly the same distance apart. It's great. That is cool. That is cool. Fat Dumpling, just down just down uh, Brunswick from you there. That shop there of that franchise is incredible. Oh. Yeah, just to throw that out there. We're um, a f- a f- we're do food reviews now as well. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> we're branching hey, out. Film, yeah, film is dying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, with 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 yeah. critics in mind, we do have uh-huh. we did have our first review, if if we recall, that uh, someone no. on an email someone on an email said that we Margaret Pomerantz the shit out of something. Oh yeah, and spoiler alert, that was my dad. So, <laughs> <laughs> what film was that for? That was for Relic. He he okay. called us. He awesome. said we Margaret Margaret Pomerantz the shit out of it. That's a direct quote. Um, so thank you, Dad, if you're listening. Yes. Shout out Scream um, Dad. He he, <laughs> he literally, he called my sister the other day and was like, do you know if there's any more evil public events? Yes, <laughs> so, a slight tight taste of demand right there, people. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> we yeah. we have followers. <laughs> Fantastic. We should, put that, we, we should put that on our shirt. If we do a yeah. T-shirt, it should be Margaret Pomerantz the shit out of it. We yeah. have a ha, if we ever have, have an office, yes, framed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. there you go. That's very cool. People, um, people are out there. 
to finish off, how about we just do a round of recommendations? I'll okay. go first, just in case anyone wants to think of any one screen queen of that one oh, screen queen. Okay, you could go last. Okay, um, I'm going to do a short film that I had to do for film school, had to watch called Creswell, C-R-E-S-W-E-L, if I'm not mistaken, Okay. Um, by the director of Relic, yes, which we covered on one of our official uh, episodes, the most recent one, I believe. Go back and listen, watch there, children, if you haven't. Uh, directed by Natalie Erica James, yes, the director of Relic. Um, you can definitely see where she got the inspiration from. That's all I'll say. Okay. Because it's a very much a different formal approach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The way it's shot, edited, what's shown and not, and da 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 is very cool. And um, yeah, really liked it. Maybe my favorite Australian short film. May want to wow. review it, cover it on the okay, podcast yeah. coming up in the future. Yeah, I was re- really dug it. And I watched Monster, just to throw out to mm-hmm. Monster, the short film that Babadook was based on. Um, yeah, it's cool. It's interesting if you've watched Babadook. Okay. So watch okay. both of them if you haven't. Yeah. Sure. Because we will sure. do Babadook in the future. We yeah, no, we yeah. have to. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. yeah every every yeah, time yeah. I tell someone we're doing Australian horror, they're like, "So Babadook?" And I was like, "Oh seriously? Yeah." yeah. yeah. It's it's the boss, I think. Oh, that's the final cool boss. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Because then maybe we could look at a Nightingale film because that's meant to be traumatizing. Mm. Oh yeah, I've had people, yeah. multiple people, tell me not to watch it. They said it's great, but don't watch it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So. Okay. I will see, we'll see. We'll see. Um, Baron, do you have anything for uh, us? A couple of TV shows as recommendations, and just something to think about as well. Did did Baghead need a werewolf? So, but just think, keep that in mind. Um, so, a couple of TV shows at the moment. One is a little bit older that I'm watching uh, on a recommendation. It's called Wolf Like Me with Josh Gad. Uh-huh. Um, it's a okay. werewolf TV show. Uh, the blurb oh. is Gary is an emotional wreck and struggles to provide for his daughter since the death of his wife. Mary has a secret she can't bring herself to share with anyone. I've given that away what it is, but that's okay. Um, the universe <laughs> brought these two together for a reason. Um, so that's a great, great little series. Two seasons. Okay. Uh, Sounds I'm interesting. Really- really enjoying it and the other one that has just started uh, very recently is sanctuary a witch's tale and it's set in the contemporary world where witchcraft is real the story takes place in the idyllic english town of sanctuary where for hundreds of years witches have lived peacefully as valued members of society until now so yes just a couple of recommendations they're very good i'm enjoying the hell out of them nice Uh, but Um, but say it's going Sorry, I just have to. I, I, sorry, just quickly. My short film's called Creswick, not Creswell. Really wanted Creswick. to, yeah, okay, cover that before that went out there for two before long. we get an email. <laughs> That's from... a bit of a mistake, yeah, yeah. Sorry, screen quick, go. Oh, Scott, did you have something? Your baron, oh, no, no, I it's all down. good. It's fine. Go, go with your recommendations, okay? Well, uh. <laughs> I haven't really been watching a lot. I haven't really been branching out, to be honest. Um, I I have previously mentioned, have just started Criminal Minds. That's pretty much where my head's at right now. But in between uh, various crime shows from the early 2000s, I have, I watched, I mean, I'd already seen it. This was a rewatch, but I I recommend everyone sees this movie. Uh, It was talked a lot about last year. It's the movie Bottoms by Emma Seligman. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard about Um, it, yeah. It's a, you know, hard-hitting, like, female-led 
comedy. It's very sharp. It's very clever, ridiculous, okay. fight club inspired. It's okay. really beautiful. It's a perfect 90 minute length. It's my favorite movie that I saw last year. I've watched it. Okay. I've watched it three times now. And I mentioned this because it's just started streaming for free on Prime. So okay, cool. it came at the start of the month. So now you can watch it, stream it. Um, it's so great. And also, you know, if I'm going to recommend Bottoms, I should also recommend her first film, Shiver Baby. Uh, it features Rachel Sennett, who's also in Bottoms. And it's sort of a, I would say like a comedy sort of thriller watch, thriller-esque watch. It's very mm-hmm. tense. The scoring mm-hmm. is like very like gripping it's really great um a little bit like I I guess the way people talk about uncut gems that sort of like stressful anxiety watch it's a little bit like that it's and that that is a 70 minute movie really fast watch very like the writing is just so snappy and yeah I watched both of them they're really great and Iowa Debris um, from the bear she's in bottoms she's you know okay. been going crazy on the award circuit for her performance uh-huh. in the bear and she's in it as well very very funny um watch it if you just want like a fun little like bring it on like old school type teen rom-com type thing yeah okay Thanks. cool cool and uh yeah chris work pick children you can get on vimeo um and so, uh, yeah so yeah, mr popcorn mr popcorn yes. did, did you think did you think that did, did you think that baghead needed a werewolf <laughs> yeah yeah it wouldn't have hurt okay it wouldn't have hurt us <laughs> okay cool yeah scream um, queen yeah I'm going to say yes, too. I think I would have liked to see a little showdown, you know, like just a werewolf absolutely shredding that bag to pieces. I think it would have given it some higher stakes and desperately. Yeah, I love monster versus monster werewolf baghead. That'll be that'll be the fifth movie. That'll be the fifth movie after they go to space. It'll be baghead meets the werewolf. It's it's called bag shred. Bag shred, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice. Did we want to rate it at all? Because we did rate Night Swim. Yeah, yeah, we, we sh- did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we did. <laughs> I'll go first. I'll give it a two okay. and a half. Two and a half, just in the spirit yeah. overall of what we're talking about, of not discouraging and being balanced. And it is a 50-50. It's a take it or leave it, a fun one-time watch. And I think the best way yeah. to describe that is it is... Uh, what is that? That's definitely some flop corn in there, you know, more than what was mm. wanted when it comes yeah. out of the microwave. Um, but you know, the the good parts of the popcorn that came out, yeah, they were they were good. Yeah, they uh, what is the what is our term for that? It's just standard, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. Um, so some flop corn, but overall, uh, you know, pretty standard enough to certainly go see. So two and a half. Baron? Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with a three. I, I liked it a little bit more okay. because of the sets. I really enjoyed sure. the arch- architecture uh, of the, the, the building and then the what the, the, the basement looked like. Like the basement was super creepy, obviously, to begin with. Then it became a bit of a room. But then when, once it got into behind me there, the, the crack in the wall, it came back up again. So I think 
their the physicality of the places they filmed increased it for me. So I'm going to go with a with a solid three. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, so I think I think I'm going to give it a three as well. I I definitely like enjoyed the watch. It definitely mm. uh, has some things that I think would have made it a little bit more compelling. Raise the stakes a little bit more, but it was overall. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. I'll give it a three. Yeah, yep. Nice, nice. Yeah, so in general, just standardly good uh, horror fair <laughs> there, I think. Yeah. yeah, cool. Yeah, so again, Richard Warman, thank you. Faith Night Club Brisbane, check it out uh, if you haven't been. And um, follow us on all the things, the YouTube, the Facebook, the Instagram, Evil Popcorn Podcast at Evil Popcorn Pod. Yeah, do all the things on the computers with those yeah. two. Leave us reviews. Us, tell you know, us how yeah. much... How much we're like Margaret yeah. Pomeranz, please. Pomeranz, yeah, yeah. Uh, if we get anything wrong, tell us so we can do a correctile dysfunction. That would be good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, mm-hmm. I think I won't do a, a Baron's Crypto Psychology Corner because it's pretty obvious, like from the ex- exposition, what this world sees the baghead creature as. Um, and I, mm-hmm. I, I'll be interested to see mm-hmm. what they do with a sequel because it, it is obviously set up for a sequel. I, yeah. I think I'm more intrigued by the sequel than I am by the the film, to be honest. Yeah. Maybe they'll be given some more wiggle room, yeah, and actually say what they want to say because they do want to say something with this film. Yeah. Um, they just weren't they built the an interesting universe. Yeah. Yeah, nice, nice. Just a quick shout-out to Think Tank Communications um, who wanted to promote us on their socials. There was the lovely lady at the desk here uh, who we met oh, at the oh, cinema. Thank you. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And uh, yeah, and shout out Evil Corp as well as always. And uh, Baron, is your thingy majiggy variety show coming close? <laughs> Not to you know. Uh, so we <laughs> the, the, the Valley Variety Show. No, 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 that's okay. It is it is at this point an amorphous thing that is happening in the future. Okay. So yeah, yeah, the Valley Variety Show, which will be being held at Evil Corp, is coming up. Um, I've also got the Sunday Fun Day uh, monthly improv show for Improv Queensland. Nice. Uh, and we've got the theatre sports championships coming up in the Brisbane Comedy Festival, m- amongst other things. Uh, and uh, just as a shout out to the Queensland Ghostbusters, uh, check us out online. Uh, we've got the premiere for the new Ghostbusters film coming up, and we'll be doing a Ooh. bunch of charity charity visits around that. We've got some visits to the Kitties Hospital and that sort of thing as well. So, yeah. 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 And you wanted to cover the, the new uh, Ghostbusters on here. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it's got horror themes. There's ghosts. I'm There's no reason why. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So I think. By the time we review it, I probably will have seen it three or four times for free. So, um, yeah. Yeah, cool. Nice. cool. <laughs> done deal. Done deal. Um, All right. Yeah. Is that us, Scream Queen? Yeah, uh, I think so. Have you got anything, to, anything to, to plug, Scream Queen? No? No. No? No. Okay. I'm, I'm this just, signal. What, what does yeah. this signal mean? Just be more, ex- more explicit. <laughs> I mean, this is really subtle. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we're, we're no. working. No, not as yet. No, okay. Yes. And I'm just immersed um, in the um, school, film school stuff. Um, mm-hmm. If anything comes out of it that I want to show at this stage, I'll let you know. Yeah, um, but it's very cool. Um, I'm enjoying it a lot. And um, you see, film criticism, it leads to, you know, make, making film. And then there's more out there for yeah. people to choose, get an understanding perspective, studios, fuck off. Yeah, on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we'll go um, and we'll leave Screen Queen to last this has been Mr Popcorn 
four evil popcorn keeping it buttering. Baron. Uh, this has been the Baron. Go to bed, children. <laughs> and this is Scream Queen. Uh, I'm screaming for more movie reviews. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a flop call. <laughs> right. Thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so just ending that. <laughs>